What's up, everybody? This is Cole Bowling with the Bowling Group at Keller Williams Realty, One Legacy Partners here in Topeka, and you are listening to Topeka Business Uncensored. Here we go. Hey, everybody, it's Cole Bowling with Topeka Business Uncensored, and today I'm coming to you with another another business that I don't even know a lot about. I'm really kind of excited and curious, and um, this lady has quite the resume. I am pretty excited to see where we go with this conversation. Today, I want to introduce you to Lisa LaRue Baker, and she is the owner of 785 Arts. Hey, Lisa, how are you? Hey, I'm great. Good to talk to you. Yeah, thank you for joining me, and thank you for uh, wanting to be a part of our podcast. I love introducing our community to businesses and organizations that they may not know about. So today, let's talk about your business. What is 785 Arts? 785 Arts is an art gallery. It's also an art studio and also an art classroom, but it focuses on indigenous and Native American art. Um, And so there's a, it's a I encompass a lot of culture in there, you know, like when I have activities, it's, it's not just art. There's always language and traditions and storytelling and a lot of other things that, that really are all part of art, but not thought of that way. Are you doing like, um, you sell like regular art and then you have like classes, people come in and create art or how do you kind of have your, how's your business structured? Yeah, I have um, art exhibits that change every couple of months. Sometimes they will be uh, like a a theme. For example, a while back, I had a native student art show um, and it was a juried art show and Lightfoot, the actor that played, you know, Indian in the cupboard and has done a Mm -hmm. lot of stuff like that. um, He juried that show and he uh, chose the winner. So even though it was a small number of students, there's not a lot of Native American artists slash students in the Topeka area. It was a small show, but I had a lot of tribes represented. There was uh, Cherokee, Citizen Band, Potawatomi, Choctaw, uh, Paiute. There was was like seven tribes represented and they in age from preschool to college to graduate school so that was exciting and then or I'll just have like a a variety show where it's any theme and any artist or medium but they're all indigenous or Native American artists Um, and then as far as um, like the classes I teach classes in Cherokee double wall basket making and I have a lot of interest in that I have a lot of students I also teach that class at the Topeka Art Guild but um, I and I teach you know like I'll have little girls come in and we make the no face cornhouse dolls and I'll tell them the traditional story of why she has no face Um, okay we do little birthday parties or sometimes the law make their doll and they'll do the very best job they can. And then at the end, I have them all shift and give it to the person to their left. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. It kind of enforces our traditional teaching of, you know, you do your best for someone else. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So I do things like that. And then I have a, um, I do presentations. I go to homeschool groups or schools or library places, uh, anybody really that 
that'll invite me, but <laughs> I do presentations on Cherokee history, Native American history, culture. I'm doing storytelling at the Kansas Book Fair in September. Um, so okay. I just do a lot of different things like that. How did you get into all this? Well, I was raised in Topeka by my non-Indian grandparents. So I went to Gage and Landon and Topeka High, you know, um, and then sure. as an adult, then I uh, went and spent time with the Indian side of my family and my father's side and ended up staying on the reservation for about 28, 30 years, I guess, oh, wow. close to that. And I worked for the tribe, my tribal government for about 26 years. And I was the director of language, history and culture. And then I was the director of our tribal museum. And so in that capacity, I, I would go to schools. I mean, I've gone to, I've taught thousands of kids about our basket making and stories and things, and then had the museum aspect with art and representing other artists and all that. Mm -hmm. So I came back here, um, my grandfather that raised me, I was the only one left in his family. And um, he passed away last year. He was a World War II Pearl Harbor veteran. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so when I came back, I thought, well, I can do what I did at the reservation here. You know, there's mm -hmm. no reason I can't do that here. So not only do I have my own studio where I make my own art, but I teach classes like I did. And I have the mm -hmm. gallery part where I bring in other artists so the public can share in their work too. Do you have a like open hours where people come to your studio or do you have like set hours or are you only doing it during like uh, first Fridays or something like that? Yeah, that's a that's a complicated question, sort of. Glad <laughs> um, I ask it. <laughs> yeah, I'm usually open on first Fridays from five to eight, um, and then I, as far as regular hours, it depends on what exhibit I have going on. Okay. Uh, for example, the exhibit now is a, a two artists, and they're both local to Topeka. Um, one and is uh, Robert Tapley Bustamante. And he's an indigenous artist and he's done a lot of murals around town. He just did that big mural for Lulax. It's like the whole, the oh, senior, okay. like the whole building. And then uh, Troy Komachi is a Comanche artist here in Topeka. So they're good friends. Their art blends well together. So they're doing a show together. So this coming August 1st Friday, we're going to have their show. It's a closing reception and it's like, you know, projectors and lights and, you know, yeah. like, like little immersion things. So for their show, I'm open on Fridays and Saturdays from one to four. Okay. So every exhibit has its own set of hours and activities that go with it. Gotcha. Okay. Where are you located at? I am in the historic Columbian building, <laughs> the beautiful okay. historic Columbian building at 112 Southwest 6th Avenue and I'm above the white linen um, oh yeah yeah suite 305 it's on the third floor you get to okay. ride the historic cage elevator to oh get yeah the studio oh yeah those are fun yeah those are fun so you were telling me a little bit about a um a, a new initiative that you have coming up talk to me a little bit about that and what all that entails 
Yes, I um, am working as the lead curator. Um, it's a it's a volunteer position. I'm not getting paid for it. Um, a lead curator of the Mayor's Art Initiative. And I'm working on that along with Arts Connect. So we each have a, a, a role or a responsibility. But as lead curator, um, it's really become and, and it, I'm excited in it probably more than about anything I'm doing right now because mm -hmm. the mayor came to me with a very grassroots idea. It wasn't something that required a bunch of grant money or required like a bunch of committees to get together and, you know, decide on things. He just simply said, hey, I want to have different art in my office all the time. And I would like for visitors that come into my office to be able to get a hold of the artists if they like their work and purchase work from them. And oh, that's cool. Yeah, and, and he wanted to change it like periodically. And so we sat down, uh, Arts Connect, Sarah at Arts Connect and myself, we came up with a plan where every quarter we would have a different theme. And we presented that to the mayor and he liked it. So we, um, We'll be changing that out on a schedule. And then what's going to happen is, uh, you know, the mayor's office is a pretty secure place. It has to be these days. So the yeah. public can't just walk in there from nine to five. But right. he, has, he has been kind enough to allow the public, if they make an appointment with his secretary, to come in and see it. But when, when it's finished there and we're going to hang the next exhibit, it's all coming to 785 Arts and we will have an artist reception that the public's invited to. They can meet all the artists, talk to them. Um, the mayor will be there and uh, give the artists a real opportunity to get some exposure that way and sell items. That's always the big thing, right? We mm -hmm. want them to be able to buy it. Well, yeah, of course, right? Yeah, and also, you know, maybe give some business people the opportunity to look at these new artists maybe they're not familiar with and they'd like art in their office or their building or hallways or whatever. So sure. Yeah, it's and and we invite any artist who has an interest in showing in that exhibit. Um, it's kind of a six month commitment because it'll be in his office for three months and then in the gallery for three months okay. to just reach out to me through my website. It's www.785arts.com and just contact me through there. We have themes. You might not fit into the next theme, but you might fit into the one after that. So sure. Um, so it's not always indigenous and Native American stuff in your studio. You're you're a, like a wide range of different arts and styles, right? I am expanding into that because of the mayor coming to me with this idea and me sure. thinking immediately I thought this is this is what I'm all about I'm all about helping other artists so yeah. even though the nice thing about the indigenous Native American part of my gallery which I, I really want people to to know is that there is a federal law called the Indian Arts and Crafts Act and for someone okay. to for someone to claim that their art is Native American, they need to be a registered tribal citizen with a federally recognized tribal government. So you can't just say, you know, like, well, I think I'm Indian and I made a dream catcher. So this is an Indian dream catcher. You know, you, you have to really sure. be 
yeah, you really have to be a citizen of a tribal nation. And that's because it's a truth in advertising law. Um, Absolutely. And so I'm registered, I'm on the Indian Arts and Crafts Act, which is part of the Department of the Interior. And I'm on the Department of the Interior's website as being certified that all of the art that I sell that's Native American is certifiably Native American. I have all the documentation for every artist of their tribal citizenship and all of that. But that doesn't mean that I only have Native American art. Sure. Yeah. So it sounds like a really great opportunity for you to grow your business with with getting more local artists and then, you know, maybe that makes you grow a bigger studio and, and, and connecting with other businesses in town. Um, it, yeah, it could, it could do I, that. I recently did a podcast with the owner of um, uh, Milk and Honey Coffee Shop over in mm -hmm. uh, about 29th California area. And she, the one thing I loved about what she was doing was she had her business and yet she brought in local artists to hang their stuff on the walls or sell their honey or, or some of their local products. And, you know, that's one thing that I really do think we're missing a lot of in Topeka is, is that community of, of showcasing other local people's stuff in the area. I mean, there's so many different artists and, and art is very, you know, uh, widespread. I mean, it, everybody, art is in the eye of beholder as they'd say, right. And and I think that that is one thing that we're seeing a lot more. The younger generation is finding art in things that we never found art in, right? And, and it's beautiful. And, you know, with, with uh, social media and TikTok and all these people creating new and exciting things, like this really is a, a really cool thing that you're doing with the opportunity through the mayor to expand your business, to expand um, recognition to other local people in the community and I love it I, I think I always loved art I love all the different things I'm never I, I'm not a Native American I don't have any Native American in me I've done some research I've, I've been to the um the uh, uh oh what's the place up in South Dakota the 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 mountain with where they're um, yeah but the Indian the one that's the oh oh cra uh, crazy horse crazy horse thank you I was just up there last year and it was amazing the the, the all the different art styles of the Native American, um, all the different style. I mean, it wasn't like one was the same. Like they was literally, they had so many different styles for each tribe and and it was, right. it was really cool. I, I would yeah. agree, it was really cool. There's, there's 574 tribal governments in, within the boundaries of the United States. Um, and I don't think a lot of people realize that, you know, and there were sovereign nations just like, you know, France or Canada or something, but there's 574 and most have their own culture, language and, and all of that. So the art is very, very different. I'll have people come in to see, I try not to have stereotypical art in my, in my gallery. Sure. And, People will come in and they'll say, well, I'm looking for Indian jewelry. So I show them because I have a little gift area. It's not part of the exhibits, but it's just gifts mm -hmm. and things that you sure. can buy at any time. And I have a lot of um, like Southeastern tribal art where it's wood and shell and copper and things. And they'll go, no, no, I'm looking for 
Indian jewelry. And I'm like, well, that is, that's Choctaw, you know? No, no, no. Mm -hmm. I went silver and turquoise, you know? And it's like, mm -hmm. oh, South, you want like Navajo or Hopi, but there's so many mm -hmm. tribes that you can't just say Indian, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. So that's a yeah, good I think, I think that's a, I think that's probably a good point. I mean, if, if I was being, I mean, just completely ignorant, for lack of better words, of, of the, the information i would literally go to turquoise or jade or something mm -hmm. to that like immediately or even just a dream catcher like you mentioned earlier like like you know just straight to something like that but even seeing it firsthand um going to crazy horse and seeing all of her styles like you're right it is so widespread that i don't really think you could ever touch on all the different things in your studio no, and there's a, I'm, I've been working on a presentation that I'm giving over in Lawrence soon, and I talk about the Indian Arts and Crafts Act, and one of the things that as I was typing, I came up with, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's it, you know, is, is like, there is no such thing as Indian art, except for under the purposes of this law. And it's just not, it's either, you know, there's Choctaw, there's Chickasaw, there's Creek, there's Lakota, there's, you know, there's like, mm -hmm. and it's all different. But one of the things too, that you mentioned was about younger people and, um, and art. And like, if you've any, seen any of the recent Topeka High students art, oh my gosh, it is just, you know, it blows mm -hmm. my mind how good it is. But one of the things that the mayor brought to my attention is he wanted to ensure that we included school children in this initiative. Okay. Um, and so one of the things we're gonna do is uh, prepare lesson plans that can go along with the theme of, for example, uh, the second quarter of 2023 is, um, uh, it's Latinx art. We're coming up with a name for the exhibit, but it's Latinx art. And so there will be lesson plans available online for teachers to uh, use in this classroom about Latinx issues and art and, you know, even some language stuff or whatever. And so, and then when in the last quarter of the year is Native American, um, and so there'll be lesson plans about tribal, uh, tribal history in this part, Shawnee County, for example. Mm -hmm. in, in fact, the, the one at the end of the year, it's not just Native American, it's going to be a land acknowledgement, where we acknowledge okay. the tribes who were originally in Shawnee County and Topeka. Sure. So there'd be lesson plans that go with that. And then each one will have an art challenge. And we'll have a hashtag so the kids can put it up on social media with the hashtag. And um, he wants to make sure that we include children's art in his office. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be, you know, a big part that we're looking at uh, the first quarter of 2023, uh, the living the dream work uh, okay. that the children in the schools do here in Topeka. And, and then in the, the middle of the year, it's going to be really fun. In the summer, it's going to be like a, not necessarily folk art, but Topeka-centric kind of art, whether it's sunflowers okay. or Capitol building or meadow sure. arts or houses of potwin or whatever, it'll be a very Topeka sure. ordinance. So that'll give kids, a, you know, I'm thinking about, I'm not going to promise anything, but I'm thinking about trying to come up with a geocaching thing for the kids in the summer. Oh, yeah. 
will yeah. give them something to draw or do art with when they get to the destination, you know? Yeah, no, I think that that's a, there's so many different avenues you could go with this. I mean, I'm, I'm a business guy. So my head is like spinning right now going, wow, that's a, there's another avenue. There's another avenue. How do you make money? <laughs> if somebody's going to come to your business and showcase stuff and you're selling it, are you doing consignment? Like, how do you, as a business owner, like if, if I wanted to know like what I can expect walking into your studio, what could you tell me? Uh, normally what I do is if an artist has items on exhibit for the show, it's, it's uh, I get a percentage of that. A lot of galleries take really high percentages, especially in larger cities, but mm -hmm. I don't do that. I take a small percentage because I'm all about trying to promote the artist. I, you know, I'm, I'm retired. And although I'd like to contribute to my household income every, every month, I am more about, my model is more about helping someone else that is sure. still in the stage of their life that they need, um, they, they need a better income to do that. Whereas they're not right. like old fogey like me that's already bought their house and has a car that's old, but it runs, you know? And um, sure. so I wanna make sure that they're getting the, the larger percentage of the price. It's yeah. their work, you know, it's their work. Sure. So sure. they get the majority of that, but I do get a small commission. And then I teach classes. So after mm -hmm. I buy, buy the uh, materials, I provide all the materials and everything. Um, then I do charge a fee for the classes. Sure. Um, and it, and then also uh, my own art. Like right now I'm involved in doing some basketry that includes copper from, it's historic copper from the Capitol Dome that they took down when okay. they did the renovation. Sure. And um, Kansas Historical Society commissioned me to do this. It's a perfect blend because to the Cherokees, our sacred um, metal is copper. So it's, mm -hmm. it's a perfect blend. And so I interweave that with the baskets and do things. And then they're for sale at the gift shop at the Capitol building. So okay, I have a that's lot pretty cool. little irons in the fire, you know, sure, where I sure. sell, teach. But if I'm helping somebody else sell their art, then I just take a small amount of that. No, I think that's awesome. I, I, I mean, it's you, you got to take care of yourself too. That's the big thing, and mm -hmm. and and you know, I, I like. I think the classes are a really great opportunity to get more and more people involved. Um, I, I think it would be really cool to do like, and you've probably already thought about this, but with the younger generation being so involved in like TikTok, and there's so many different trends per se mm -hmm. that are going on with art, like. I've seen everything from, you know, the, the, the paint can swinging over canvases and, you know, people creating those, like, they take like the hair dryers and make like the stuff with the epoxy and looks like oceans. Like there's so many different cool things. It would be really neat to do like a, uh, a TikTok um, class where you're doing like a challenge and then people could come, you provide everything and then who can, Ooh. who can mimic it the best or something. Um, I think there's some really cool ways you could get younger kids to get excited about art and uh different different projects because i think that like there's so many different things i want to try right that i see i'm like oh that'd be fun it's the setup of it it's the it's going and getting all the stuff you know <laughs> yeah. whatever what it takes and and that's why i don't do it but if somebody said hey 
you know, 40 bucks, I could come, I don't know what it is, mm -hmm. you know, 40, 60 bucks. I could come and I could make my own art. Everything will be ready to go. I bet you would see a lot of people want to get involved, especially if you could hold it at like a, um, maybe at the public library or mm -hmm. at, um, you know, you could get local businesses that have their own conference centers, you know, to get their families involved and stuff. I don't know. I'm a business guy. I'm always thinking, right. And I love helping people make more money and have a better life. And in your case, getting more people involved in art, um, that's where it's at right now. I mean, I would say that yeah, there's so many of these really cool trends. Like, I really want to try that. Um, it's it's amazing, idea. you know, how the age group that, that for example, the double wall baskets, which are a special type of basket mm -hmm. unique to the Cherokee, but everything from small children who, you know, they can just, I just teach them to weave. I teach them the skill. Sure. I don't expect them to do a real big, pretty basket, but I want them right, to right, create yeah. something. And I have little hacks I do for smaller they are, the everything from a toilet paper holder that they can hold the bottom and then the top is cut into spokes that go out uh -huh. and they can weave yarn around it to uh, sure. an adult making a very artistic, useful or, or decorative basket. To sure. an elderly person who has Alzheimer's, I used to do a lot of work with Alzheimer's patients and weaving is very mindful, you know, it's over, under, over, mm. under. So there's really only two things that they have to remember. And each time they're only thinking of one, over. Okay, now we've got to, let's go under. And it mm -hmm. becomes repetitive and, and people with Alzheimer's love doing something like that that they feel productive they did something mm. and some people will say well I would do that for my mom but she wouldn't be able to do it and it's like well that's not the point the point is she's doing something with all of us right and she's enjoying herself and I usually make a basket along with my students so if one of the students is grandma and she couldn't really do it then at the end of the class I give her my basket you know oh, so she, awesome. could, yeah. she could leave with something you know so that's awesome I I really enjoy the mindfulness of it that it can really be calming and you focus on one thing and everything else just starts drifting out of your mind you know this is great I really you've you've opened my eyes some things I didn't even know in the community I'm really mm -hmm. excited about this mayor's initiative I'm gonna have to get with uh Mr. Padilla and, and come and check that out sometime. And, um, you know, I hope everybody listening gets a chance to come by first, this next first Friday will be two weeks, the right? Fifth, yeah. August the 5th. 5th. Yep. Yep. August 5th. And, um, I'm hoping that we can get you a lot of people down there to your studio, check out what you have going on right now. You have what again going on? Right now and on August 5th is the closing reception for Robert Tapley Bustamante and yep. Troy Comacheat. Yep. And then in September, go. on September 7th, will be mm -hmm. the artist reception for the Mayor's Art Initiative. So that's kind of the kickoff of what you're doing? We actually have the art hanging in his office right now. So we've already started, okay. Yeah, and it, uh, it will be coming to my gallery. So we'll have the big artist reception on September 7th. Very cool, very cool. Well, I am so thankful that you came on today. Um, is there any anything else you want to make sure that the, the listeners hear today 
I want to make sure that you get all you can out and uh, and we get some people to your shop. Anything else? Um, yeah, well, I think the main thing that I'd want to say is that don't ever think that art is something that you can't do or that you're no good at it, you know? Sure. It's like, that's not always the point of art. The, you know, it's, it's a very relaxing, it's uh, stress relieving, it's a good social activity and, you know, you express some angst maybe or you express joy, mm -hmm. whatever it is that's going on with expressing angst is a very important part of the world that I think we kind of tend to uh, hide, you know, it's, sure. it's not good to express your angst, but it is in a healthy environment. So if I can be part of that, I, I teach classes on a, like, if you go to my website, you can click classes and I have an event right listing for my classes, but okay. I like to teach classes when people want me to. So if somebody gets a hold of me and they sure. say, you know, like, Hey, my cousins are coming to town and we want to do something next Friday. Sure. Let's book a class, you know, so sure. Or, coming to a corporate for a corporate retreat you know things like that so i'm I like open it. for any idea i like it we we've done some things at our office with artists were like a, a wine and paint therapy type thing mm -hmm. and and um and that seems to be that seems to go over really well and you know you you are right like art is subjective it is it is like we said at the eye of the beholder yet there's not really a there's not really an end to it. There's not a beginning to it. It seems mm -hmm. to be one of those things that, like when I was younger, I used to draw all the time. I actually mm -hmm. had two pieces of art. Um, one was displayed at the Kansas Museum of History. I drew a buffalo when I was a kid and it was, I, I thought it was awesome. They thought it was awesome. It got displayed on a um, on a board out there when I was a kid. Then I did a uh, uh, another I, um, we did this big thank you thing for the post office. The post office came in when I was a kid to our middle school. And I, I'll never forget, I made this um, huge envelope out of, you took one of those poster oh, wow. boards, made this huge envelope, and I put all these different color papers across of it. And it just said, thank you. And it was on behalf of our school and everything. Oh, wow. they, I mean, that, they ended up putting that in there and it was on display for um, a really long time at the post office. And I think about that often because I have three young boys. They love to draw. And I'm not just saying like, like just a little, oh, I draw like a kid. No, they, they have drawing books. They have, they have their, all their pencil sets. I mean, they draw oh, that's great. and I, I don't anymore. And it, it's amazing how as an adult, so many of life things just go that, you know, we're tired, we're drained. And, you know, and mm -hmm. I love that you're retired and you're just now like, I'm not saying, I guess, I, I don't know this for a fact, but it seems like you're more energized about this than you probably have been about anything in a long time. I mean, I could feel you, how much you are passionate about this and that's what it's all about. And I, I'm, I, I, I do like what you're saying. I hope people decide to do some more art. I find uh, mowing to be an art. Sometimes I find, um, I find my podcast to kind of be an art in a sense, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's amazing how many different forms of art there are. Um, so I love what you're saying. I, I hope everybody listening understands that it is the outlet. It is the way to get your, your energies to a different level in a different place. Uh, I love it. I love it. Um, Lisa, thank you so much. This was awesome. I'm, I'm really, I wasn't sure about, uh, what, <laughs> what this was. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I was really like, I'm excited because this is a new area. Like, I, I mean, 
I've had different people on my podcast that are like, you know, uh, they like the gentleman that has the you pick farm and uh, uh-huh. cafe owners. I've had the CEO of Go Topeka. I've had uh, injury accident attorneys. Like I, if I look at everybody that I have, there's always something about each business owner that I have no idea about. Um, I yeah. believe uh, I had Heather on and Heather owns uh, Safely Sunning. And yes. it was, I, I'm a guy. I don't know anything about spray tanning. I <laughs> left that conversation believing in spray tanning and understanding that it was such a, it, it is a, a great thing for people. And, you know, and that's one thing I love. And I feel like I'm leaving this podcast with is that there is something really cool going to say that I don't necessarily know a lot of people know about. I, I have heard of 785 arts, just so you know, that is not something yeah. I am new to hearing about. I have heard about 785 arts before and the mayor's initiative is new. I, I hadn't heard about that. I hope we can get more information about that alone out. I think that's awesome. And, you know, just everything that you're doing, I'm, I'm excited to watch what you're doing and all the new things that you're going to be doing soon. So I appreciate you coming on. This was great. If um, I'd love to have you back in like a year and see where you're at, see what you've done. And, uh, and hopefully oh, we have we another a, big topic. Yeah, we could do a virtual art show via your podcast. <laughs> Ooh, I like that idea. Yeah, we did a we'll do that that sounds yeah. like a really cool thing and see if we can't get a um get some live maybe do a live version or something and and maybe right. get get some really cool things going I like it that's a cool idea so <laughs> well I appreciate you having me and I appreciate the thing that you're doing here with your podcast for people in Topeka that you know starting a business whether whether you're new into the business world or like me retired you know is is a scary thing. And especially in today's world, you know, you're putting everything you have into it, not just financially, but emotionally and energy wise. And it's such a roller coaster. And, you know, one day you think you're on top of the world and the next day I might as well lock the door because it's, you know, (laughs) you know, and and that's not much difference in real estate, right? Like I've been a realtor for 16 years, going about to to be 16 years. I've seen it all. I've seen 08. I've seen 12 I've seen you know 18 I've seen 20 I've seen you know and we're right now it feels like I'm running through mud I mean it it is literally every day I'm like the phone's not ringing the 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 everybody's worried about what the government's doing money's money's more expensive now interest rates are higher like it yet it's just another blip right? There are people that will drop off, they'll close up shop, they'll close the doors, because they came in when it was good, they have no idea how to how to maintain in the bad. And, and that's one thing that I, I, I don't know what business out there doesn't go through something like that. When right. we have when we have economic change, and, and, you know, just like all the people who had to shut down because of the pandemic. I mean, there was so I, I, I went to uh, New York City in, in December, and it was amazing how many businesses and empty stores there were that just never survived the pandemic. They just couldn't come through it. And that's sad, you know, because all of that was not in their control. But if you look at the businesses who survived, they really did come back to one thing. And that is, I really think the, the, your whole motto of this whole show is they took care of their people at a very high level and they had to do it in different ways. And that's one thing that we do in our businesses. We have clients for life. I mean, we have parties all the time. We have 
We rent out movie theaters. We do all of these things for people that have done business with us. And sometimes they may never have done business with us, but they've referred people to us. Mm-hmm. And, and I will survive because of my, my desire to take care of others and introduce businesses and introduce other people to the world. And, uh, and so if you know of somebody that I need to be introducing to the world, please let me know because I want to yeah. get there. I want to get them out there. I will. We all kind of survive on helping each other and in, in, in referral networking. And, you know, so, yeah, yes. I appreciate what you're doing here. And, um, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, until next time that we talk, thank you and good luck on your on your studio and everything you've got coming. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Topeka Business Uncensored where we interview business owners in the Topeka, Kansas area about their business and a little bit about them as a person. I'm Cole Bowling, and I am one of the co-owners with my wife, Jamie, of the Bowling Group Real Estate Team with Keller Williams One Legacy Partners in Topeka. If you are thinking about selling, buying, or investing in real estate, I'd love to connect with you through our website at thebowlinggroup.com.